everyone. Welcome to the We Evolve Media Revolution podcast, where we interview underground hip-hop artists and not only share the ideas that helped us grow, but reflect on them and reinforce a craving for progress by realizing how far we've truly come. Today's episode features See the Scholar. When we first began Reevolve Media in our little home base of Calgary, Alberta, we chose to focus our attention on Albertan hip-hop. Gradually, we became aware of the benefit of increasing our scope, but for some reason still set a limitation on only including Canadians. We've been doing this for over a year now, and it seemed like a good idea at the time, but for some reason I just can't wrap my head around why we secluded others from the purpose of our efforts. Especially in this industry where support from all directions is incredibly vital. The only ones who benefit from segregation are the private corporations who influence public office. I can feel a bit of my soul returning the more I ignore what makes us different and the idea that for me to have more, others need to have less. I choose to create value. A valuable lesson I've learned is that reinventing yourself is optional, as are the benefits that come with it or the challenges of falling behind. It's no secret that the world we know it is constantly changing, the universe itself is constantly flowing. Many are convinced that we are nearing the end of an eon, and I am personally convinced that we have all been going through some sort of stress testing over the last little while. And that might be even more evident as of recent. Quickly wavering between all-time highs and all-time lows, dancing between extremes, society seems at peak volatility with its bipolarism. Individuals too. Binging various lifestyles, trying to find one that will stick, becoming attached for the wrong reasons. With honesty and resilience through these occurrences, we can share the ones that helped us grow or kept us from it. We can reflect on them and we can try to reinforce a craving for progress by realizing how much further we have left to go. You are closer than you think and you've only come as far as time is allowed. So let's keep going. Here's See the Scholar. What is up, everybody? I am here with C the Scholar. C the Scholar is out of Virginia, USA. How you doing, C the Scholar, my man? Doing good, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. I forgot to introduce myself as well. My name is Jordan. Jordan, word. Nice to meet you, man. <laughs> nice to meet you, man. Do you want me to call you C the Scholar the whole thing? Uh, just C is fine. It's not like a tribe called Quest or anything like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man. Okay, dope. Good. N- <laughs> nice to chat with you, C. So, were you uh, born and raised in Virginia? Uh, no. So I actually moved around a lot growing up. Hey. I was originally born in Louisiana. Uh, so really, really far south, but like northern Louisiana. And then uh, moved to Texas for a little bit and then moved to Virginia when I was like eight or nine, I think. Okay, and, uh, got you. Been, been all over Virginia since then, basically. Do you remember a lot before that eight and nine year old time of your life? Not a lot. I do have some memories from back then, like Texas and Louisiana, but not a whole lot. Oh, you have memories of the actual like specific places or just are there just like childhood memories that kind of blur together? Yeah, just like just like, uh, I don't know, kind of childhood memories, but like I knew where they happened. You know what I mean? So like, like there's specific stuff in Louisiana that I remember specific stuff in Texas. OK, but, fair. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you like the years. Do you ever go back to Louisiana or Texas? Uh, no, I haven't been back, actually. I do want to go back to Texas. I don't really have family out there, but uh I've always wanted to just visit, like, go see, like, a festival or something like that out there. Oh, hell yeah. Why not? How is it in Virginia these days with the hip-hop scene? I actually um, don't know too much about it, to be honest. It's uh, it's solid. It's um, 
definitely uh, has some work to get there. I mean, I don't know. The pandemic oh, yeah. like, kind of threw everything off. Like, it was a, in a pretty good place, and then that kind of messed everything up. And now people are trying to get back to, like, finding venues and, like, you know, being able to schedule things, especially with the weather now. Yeah, pretty solid. I'm actually um, getting ready to, to move down to Atlanta in the Oh, no summer. way. Early summer, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sick. So that's purely a career move then, most likely. Because Atlanta, I'm, I'm familiar with being in, in like, very big in the hip hop scene. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get down there and, uh, and just network with, uh, people who are, who are more like entrepreneurial minded. Um, Cause yeah, like I, like I said, it's pretty solid out here, but I just, I feel like there could be a little bit more uh, going on. More opportunities. So do you have like a link there already or a network set up there already to get your foot in the door? Or are you kind of just, uh, jumping in and seeing what happens? Oh uh, yeah. Just kind of jumping in, just kind of want to get down there, like hipping around running and, and get into the scene see you know what it has to offer that's sick dude i love that because you've been in the scene for for quite a while i can i can trace you back to at least 2013 but i'm sure it goes before that your your interest and involvement in hip-hop uh yeah i actually well i started writing when i was 14 okay um and then yeah i actually started recording stuff around that time too my dad got me a uh a mic for Christmas. Yo, how old are so, you now? If you don't mind me. Uh, 28. 28, so okay. So half my length, actually. Do I have yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn, yo. So, but yeah, so I was, rec- I've been uh, like writing and like self-recording since from, yeah, half my life, I guess now. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool just to be able to get that experience early and uh, be able to carry it on, you know? For real. So what, what inspired you to want to be a writer at the age of 14? <clears throat> Um, I was just into music at that time, and I don't know. I like I always had the kind of personality that like when I get into something, I just kind of sink my teeth into it. Gotcha. And um, at that time, I was really into basketball, and I had just started like really getting into music and like having my own kind of taste. And uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what maybe probably probably just wanting to get girls or something like that. But like, I don't <laughs> exactly what did, it you, was. did you have a crew with you that was kind of also on the same vibe? Uh, not at first. I ended up finding some people later on because I always wanted to have that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, later on, I was able to to get with a few different people. But um, yeah, at first it was just kind of myself. And then I had a couple of friends that I would like try to get them into it and stuff like that. Word. Okay. So you'd say you were serious about your music kind of from the from the beginning then. You wanted to make something of it. It, it was never just kind of like a hobby. Um, I would say probably around like 17, 18 is when okay. I started really thinking about like, doing it as a career like up until that point I mean, it was just like you know i kind of treated it the same as i treated like basketball where it was like just a thing that i was into like yeah. on the side like hobbies it was a hobby okay just for fun for a bit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. little did yeah. you know you were practicing for something you'd want to do for the rest of your life <laughs> right like yeah it's just crazy to see how how it, it stuck with me all these years but um yeah i would definitely say around like 17 18 is when i started to uh think about taking it seriously then a couple years after that is when i uh, changed my name to C the Scholar. Like before that, it was just C. Yeah. It was real, like real simple. So. Okay, and then and then when you decided you wanted to make a career out of it, you changed it to C the Scholar. Yeah, just kind of to make it my own. Like C was uh, a nickname that my parents had gave me. Yeah. And um, I just ended up going with that. So then when I added like the C the Scholar part, it was just kind of making it my own. And also that was um, I think around the time I had started college. Yeah, eighteen. So. Okay. I was kind of like figure out some kind of some kind of persona <laughs> and what was your what was your end game with going to college like what what uh, career were you kind of lined up for um, through that or was well, it to help your music if i had an end game i probably would have lasted a bit longer i ended up leaving after a couple of years but oh yeah that, okay <laughs> oh so you were you yeah. were kind of just going to college just 
to to get it done, man. Just to go. Yeah, it was just one of those things. Like at the time, you know, we had all heard everybody was on the like, you know, just go to college and get a good job. Oh, absolutely. And I, yeah. And I did good enough in high school um, that like I was able to to get into a a decent school. But yeah, I didn't really take it seriously. But I mean, I I will say I met a lot of really good people. And I definitely got a lot deeper into my music and into, into learning myself at the time too. So I don't regret it. But oh, nice. Did okay. not get a degree. Yeah, absolutely. What, was it easy? <laughs> <laughs> was it easy to step away from it? Uh, what do you mean, like? Because you said cu- you only went for two years. Yeah. Was it easy to just be like, nah, I'm out of here? Uh, not really. But ultimately, like, I wasn't like I said, I wasn't really taking it seriously. So like, I was just kind of burning money, and it's like. Got you. It was just better for me to start working. Okay, for sure. And then when you when you exited college, did you jump into working right away? Were you able to have more time for your music, or where did life take you after that? A little bit of both. So when I left college, it was in the middle of my junior year, and um, I ended up going back home to my parents' house, where I'm actually about to go in a little bit uh, for about five six months or so, and. Um, during that time, I was definitely a lot more focused on my music and um, also, you know, trying to find a job and stuff like that. But yeah, I had a lot more time for my music, but I didn't really have anywhere to record at the time. So it was just kind of coming up with ideas and writing and stuff like that. Word. Okay. Got you. And then, so that was about uh, four or five years ago? That was uh, 2015. 2015. Uh, about, yeah, like six and a half years ago okay and then it seems to me like you started to kind of like re-release yourself and then kind of separate your past and earlier stuff from like your current stuff kind of recently like within the last two three years i'd say yeah definitely um yeah i mean i think just as i've like progressed and as i've learned more about the business side of things and the, the marketing side of things i'm i'm just i'm always kind of reinventing myself which is you know like the whole thing with see the scholar is that like i'm always learning i'm always you know trying to to get more get better get more efficient stuff like that so for sure um so yeah like definitely always trying to reinvent myself always you know i feel that, I put something out, i'm looking at the next idea trying to figure out how i can do I feel that, man. And the good thing about you as well is because I I see that evolution, but then I also see you sticking to like a core identity and like a core style because like I do particularly enjoy your style. It's actually very close to one of my personal favorites. I like I got I get like Kendrick Lamar vibes from from a lot of your music, actually, kind of like back in the mm-hmm. K-Dot Kung Fu Kenny days, not just really in your <laughs> delivery, but like in in the content of your music as well. Um, like music with a message, you know, and a meaning, some like actual deep shit as opposed to like the modern day, like kind of flex culture that's in hip hop more often these days. Word. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I mean, Kendrick is like an all time great. So it's, it's yeah, uh, every, a huge compliment. But yeah, like a lot of my influences are like that as well, where they, they just kind of stuck with their own thing. And and, you know, you can see that it's paid off for them. So I, I, I like seeing that in, in those artists. And also I, I have always uh, kind of subscribe to that philosophy word bro i don't know man i like i i see it a lot and i think i think it's amazing through social media i've also seen that you're not really a stranger to performing on stage either so tell me about your different experiences there uh yeah i like to perform a lot um i'm <clears throat> trying to you know get uh more into it as things are starting to open up again yeah yeah and, Did, uh, were you able to perform a lot before everything kind of went crazy yeah a lot more uh i mean i, I wish i would have gotten out there more than i did like you know yeah. it's one of those things you don't realize until you can't and then you're like man Absolutely, i really wish yeah. I, I was out there every week instead of like every other week or whatever but yeah definitely uh got to perform a lot more than and um 
that's all. That's actually one of the things that actually that's I'd, I'd probably say that's a huge reason why I stuck with this. Uh, the first time I performed was back in high school for this um, talent show when I was like 16 or so. Yeah. And I remember uh, they had like a couple of rehearsals or whatever. There's this other guy, this song that we had that I had on this uh, mixtape or whatever. And I remember the uh, day that we were about to go on, like right before we were about to go on uh, behind the stage, I'm like jumping up and down. I'm so like hype. Like that was like stoked, the first- yeah. Not yeah, that was nervous. the first time I've ever like felt that way, uh, where I was just really like ready to go and ready to like to to get out there and go after it. You know, I remember the other guy that was on the song; he was like nervous, pacing around and stuff like that. Yeah, I was like locked in. You were and, uh, you know, we, Yeah, dude. And we get out there, and it was a, a pretty good performance. Like, I guess the video is still out there on YouTube somewhere. But uh, yeah, like I think that was kind of the moment that I was like, this is something that I want to really do. And then. Uh, yeah, from then from then on, like every time I perform, I just I like you know getting that feeling again, and um, I've been able to do a couple of open mics recently, and it's it's good to just be able to to get that back, you know. With a quick break, we are going to listen to a track by See the Scholar. This one is titled "Chasing." Enjoy. <laughs> Inside for a reason to wake up. Now my work is tied to my purpose, scratching the surface that I make up. And the worst is trying to reverse these obstacle curses. It hurts my luck. Birds might sing and the bees might buzz. But sometimes life just sucks. I'm sick of living in so tasteless way. How can I make sense? Act like my life is a movie. Don't know my line on my motivation. Hey, baggage, I keep it in cases. Keep my shoes laced, it's all for the love of the game Stuck in a race, I feel I'm chasing Look, swear I just need some direction Mirrors on mirrors, I keep on reflecting Look, swear I just need an investment Still trying to learn all my lessons No one day hell can get closer in destiny Second anxiety keeping me guessing One day is fuck it, another is bitch, I'm the best in I know it's all in my head in. I know if I could just solve it, I'd probably be better Still ain't no calming me ever Chill on the surface, but burning with passion I'm lacking of effort, yeah, classes in section I tell myself every they gon' be different Every night I end up on the same shit again Not out enough and I wonder why nobody seems to be bothered to listen in uh, Focus on stacking my paper, my dividends Make some music, making sure it's magnificent Not just the words, gotta really put in work That's how you make it legitimate I'm tryna stack all these images Don't give a fuck if they don't really listen in Every day gotta look deep inside for a reason to wake up Now my work is tied to my purpose Scratching the surface that I make up And the worst is trying to reverse these obstacle curses It hurts my luck Birds might sing and the bees might buzz But sometimes life just sucks I'm sick of it feeling so tasteless Wait how can I make sense? Act like my life is a movie Don't know my line or my motivation Hey, baggage I keep it in cases Keep my shoes laced, it's all for the love of the game Stuck in a race, I feel I'm chasing, yeah Not only do you have like a natural love and passion for being on the stage, but would you say that because of this break that we've had to been like been forced to take that now coming when things start to open up back to normal, that you'll be more out there more often because that's kind of your, that's like your, 
it's your zone, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. You definitely just don't realize like how how important it is and how like I don't know how good it feels as an artist to get on stage. And it's like it's one of the few times, just even as a human being, that people like have to listen to you. For sure. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, and one thing that I I can tell about you and as well as through your music is that you you really take a lot of care and effort into the creative elements and the creative side of what you do. And I feel like that's different from other people who, for who it's kind of like an escape or just an escape or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people who, um, yeah, like you said, it's either an escape or they just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like something, it's like a hustle kind of or a hobby or yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like I said, I've been doing it for so long. At least, like, I've always tried to take the time to like to learn the craft and like go back and listen to you know stuff that came out before before I I got into music and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think that's a big reason why why I've I've kind of been molded that way is because a lot of my influences um, they're kind of the same way. So I kind of like took that from them in terms of studying the game and studying the craft and just working on that aspect of it and being real kind of detail detail oriented in that regard yeah absolutely and, and that's even like down to everything because i know you invest very heavily in your craft as well since you've uh you've used some of our services uh, when did you start kind of going down that path as well where you want where you were like all right let's just i don't know because a lot of people spend money on random shit you know like drugs alcohol like things that just kind of scratch the daily itch but you've you've gone ahead and you're investing in your career and your future you know what i mean yeah no i think that's definitely important um i'm trying to think i think probably two three years ago is when i got to the point where i was like okay i feel like i've you know worked on my craft well enough to where i have you know these songs that are you know genuinely like authentically me and they're good enough to where i feel comfortable really putting them out there and then that's when i started being like okay i gotta start figuring out where's the best ways like what are the best ways to spend my money and like how much do i need to put into this and stuff like that so it, it all just comes with uh with elevating and learning with and, growth and just yeah. Trying to, yeah absolutely trying to get to the next level. so were you doing everything yourself before uh yeah for the most part i mean i'm still well not still i've i've found a few good people to work with like you guys obviously uh um, and a couple of, of other people but um yeah, I was pretty much doing everything myself before. I had a friend who's into photography, so sometimes we would go out and take pictures, and I could use some of that for uh, cover art. But yeah, other than that, it's it's been a one man operation for a while. Ah, that's dope, man. Well, I feel like that's kind of the hustle that you need, and it it builds you into the character that you need to be, so that when you can actually start investing in it and acquiring people to take over those other elements that you don't want to do, then you get to focus more on the creative elements as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Plus, like, I feel like I'd want to be hands-on with everything anyway, so it's good to just at least know a little bit about every aspect of it before I start delegating. Yeah, I feel you on that, definitely. Well, let's talk about your latest release as well, Glass Ceiling. Uh, yeah, so Glass Ceiling, um, it was actually supposed to be part of a three-song release, the third song, I ended up having some issues with the engineer, so I'm just kind of sitting on that one. Yeah, when's the release going to be for that one? Because it's been a minute. Um, yeah, I don't I honestly do not know at this point. I'm still trying to find <laughs> got you that I can work with to get it to get it right because I just I just don't like how it ended up, and I don't want to put out you know a bad product. But anyway, um, yeah, that's, so that's that good, one, man. It shows you take pride yeah, in your product. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you know, it's like especially with with that type of song just because i feel like it could have been you know um 
something you know that, that could kind of give me a little bit of a push but um yeah so that's on you know what's fucking ironic um, about that what's up i feel like that is the fucking glass ceiling right there because once you break through the glass <laughs> ceiling you don't have these problems no more you know dead ass and, that's funny and, and then isn't the the title of your next track kind of ironic as well <laughs> it's it's i want isn't it yeah right right yeah i want to, i want to release this fucking song but yeah <laughs> we, need to break this, we need to break this glass ceiling so we can release this fucking song yeah dude oh. <laughs> is it but, okay let's talk about glass ceiling first and foremost though like what is it what does it mean to you man like just not not even like out of the context of the song obviously the the track does carry the context of it but uh glass ceiling to you because you've been in you've been in the industry for a minute we've already talked about it i've been in the industry for a minute as well and it's uh the hustle hasn't really changed it's definitely advanced the character but man that glass ceiling it's fucking thick it's way thicker than i thought it was when i entered the game yeah absolutely and i think i think that kind of um epitomizes it right there it's like the more you learn the more you you realize how big the gap is and it's like okay i'm you know i'm a visionary like i'm a visual type person like i can see all of this stuff i can see you know, how things are moving, how things are working and how I can fit in. But there's like such a big gap in between, like, you know, getting all the resources together, getting the team together and all of that. So I think that that kind of summarizes the glass ceiling. Absolutely. And I feel like as an artist, it's something that we realize from the beginning, but we we come in a bit more optimistic. And then the point where we are now, I guess, is a bit more realistic, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. And I think the thing that carries you is just having like a genuine love for it. Um, just because like, if you don't have that, it's really easy to burn out. Like, I know a lot of people, like I said, I've been doing, doing this for like half my life. So there's a lot of people that I've seen, you know, started out and, and not really get anywhere with it and just not continue or just fizzle out in some aspects. Uh, and there's other people who I've seen that are still going that are even, you know, doing better than I am right now. So it, it's good to see that as well. But um, Word. yeah, it's just, it just comes down to having the love for it. But do you think those people who tried it and then gave up that it just wasn't for them? Or do you think that if they kept going, that it's something they could have cultivated? Um, I mean, yeah, I think any number of reasons, you know, that a lot of times life just gets in the way you have like kids or an accident or something like that happens and it's just hard to stick with it but um oh it wasn't necessarily yeah. that they just fell out of love with it it's it's literally life yeah. kind of prevented them well i don't i don't know either way i'm just saying like it could oh, have been any, any number of circumstances you. type of yeah. thing but yeah i mean i don't know yeah maybe they just maybe, maybe they didn't have that much of the love for it or like i don't know it takes a level of resilience too yeah, I think I think I'm a big thing is yeah, a big thing as well is it doesn't match to their expectations. Like how we said, you come in with optimism and end up with realism. They when when people don't make it in a year, like as they expected when they first like start putting out music, or some people expect, then they kind of they're just like ah fuck this, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I think it just comes down to like what your expectations are, and and you know you can't really have realistic expectations if you don't have a good grasp on you know what the industry is and what it actually takes to get to different levels of it. Word. Because I don't, there's not a lot of people who blow up overnight. Like it does happen, but it's very few and far between. Yeah. And even those people, like it's a lot harder to maintain it than it is to get that, you know, initial pop. But you know what? I feel like that's one of the problems in the game is some people do just want that initial pop. They just want to hit that hundred K or that first milli. And then they're like, they're going to piece the game. You know, they don't really have love for it. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely 
an aspect of it. I would, I don't know if I'd say a problem. I feel like there's room for for all of that just because word. You know, there's people doing that sort of thing. It kind of makes leaves room for people, people like me who are just grinding away at it and like like really trying to connect with with the people that I meet along the way and kind of have that homegrown organic sort of fan base. You know what I mean? Because those people will stick with you regardless. Versus, you know, if you get that initial pop, if you can't maintain that same level of hype, then you know a lot of people will, will fall off quickly. Word. It's more appreciating the person as an artist than kind of the trend that they're hopped on or, or created. Exactly. And that's something that you have to cultivate over time. And a lot of people just don't don't want to take the time, don't have the patience. Man, that's deep. I, that's something I don't really think of either because it does take time. Like you have to respect the amount of time that it does take because when we do break through that glass ceiling, we're not going to have any of these conversations or struggles or like that life's going to be behind us. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But but it is those situations that kind of make your character. Absolutely. And, like, you know, prepare you for, for what's on the other side of it. Word. Man, can't wait. The other side of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what's coming next other than Atlanta for See the Scholar? When What, what can we expect beyond, uh, obviously, that release that we're waiting for? But what do you what's in the works these days? Um, yeah. So while I'm working on, on getting that, that one um, ready to go, I'm going to be putting out these uh, two freestyles uh, every month. And um, it's actually funny because I remember when we initially connected, uh, I was in the middle of or getting ready to release this series called uh, Spare Raps. Spare Raps, now, yeah. Right. Uh, where I put out, I think it was like two songs a week for like six weeks or something like that. Word. And, um, what I'm trying to do this time around, I mean, I'm calling it Spare Raps too, so it's like a second version of it, but instead of it being, you know, singles, it's going to be like these freestyles where I'm like rapping it, you know, live, like on the mic, like I just hit record and just go. And um, that's going to be, I'm trying to put out, you know, two of those every month throughout the year. And also uh, try to sprinkle in a few projects here, a couple of solo projects. And then I'm working actually with the same artist that I worked with on Glass Ceiling. Uh, we're working on a uh, collab project right now. So hopefully we can get that out in the summertime. And then um, trying to get some shows set up for the end of the year, maybe get some merch going. But uh, yeah, definitely trying to do some big things this year. That's awesome, man. I, lo- I love that you're on your hustle and grind and that you've actually got a set plan as well. And uh, yeah, man, this this year's seeming optimistic. So like, I'm hoping everything pulls through and that we actually get to just kind of like, yeah, like you said, hit the ground running, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just it's uh, like I said, it's always uh, just about learning and, and trying to get better and like you know, reinventing yourself to to uh, you know hit a new stride and constantly yeah. stay with the times because you never know what's ahead. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta always keep keep evolving. Word, bro. So uh, we're reaching the end of our session here. Is there anything, any notes you want to let off on, or anything you want to say to kind of tie us up here? Um, no, nah, I think I think we we had a, a really good talk. Um, yeah, definitely uh, want to uh, encourage people to go out there and, and check me out on you know all, all social media, all, all the uh, streaming platforms. It's just C E E T H E Scholar. Just keeping it keeping it simple for people. So you can <laughs> anywhere you want, uh, just look that up. And uh, yeah, also check out Revolve Media for all your cover art and uh, podcasting needs. <laughs> my man. <laughs> I appreciate that, See the Scholar. Hey, thank you for taking the time to chat with me, my dude. Yeah, of course, man. You take it easy. Okay, take it easy. Have a good one. All right, you too. Thank you for tuning into this, the 50th episode of the Re-Evolve Media Revolution podcast. We hope you enjoyed and gained something out of it. 
We have a lot more artists coming up as well as more content from ourselves. So make sure you keep in touch through Instagram or Twitter at Re-Evolve Media and you will hear from us next time. We're going to leave you with another track by See the Scholar. This one is titled Long Nights and features Katachi. Enjoy and take care. Like every night I'm in the studio chillin' Hard fights don't end your life That's not the proof you're living. Uh, the proof is in the pudding Get that money if you want it Them pretty gates look oh so nice But in my flesh I'm sinning Look like long nights Like every night I'm in the studio chillin' Hard fights don't end your life That's not the proof you're living. Uh, the proof is in the pudding Get that money if you want it yeah. Them pretty gates look oh so nice But in my flesh I'm sinning Set these long days, longer nights Tired but I have to fight Write my songs I sacrifice But gotta make it happen, right? Grind it up, then roll it up Then light it up and pass it right Making sure I love these summer days Don't turn rapid nights I gotta travel, packing my baggage It's packing a flight I made it through madness Skated through sadness But that shit is life Feeling my gladness Then feeling so saddest Harder to try So stop looking at me I said I was happy But that was a lie Nowadays I'm on a mission to make this shit happen, I really ain't getting no younger Every day fighting the feeling of moving too fast Trust me, I'm feeling the hunger I got some demons from back in my past Feel like they still in my bumper Running away and I'm not looking back Stuck to my ceiling, I wonder How I can go from a nigga that can't seem to get it together With all of it's there How I can grow from the shit I grew up with The shit that I'm stuck with from when I was scared How I can really fulfill my potential How I can really take care of my mental How showing passion and care is essential I ponder and stare out the window Still I'm just keeping it simple I drown on my ills inside Instrumentals, did so much just to get through. Still got a whole lot to get to. Keeping it simple, drown on my heels inside instrumentals. Did so much to get through. Still got a whole lot to get to. Be done the madness, uh, stretch like elastic. Uh, the reaping look good, but don't fall off your average. Don't worry about tragedies. Living a moment of masterpiece. I just hang with GOD. Constantly in heaven, leaves my ozone peace out in the trees. Like me, don't feel like but me. Hop on the track and I go nuts. Uh, I was so young when I cut, dream about all of the bucks. Think about love, but it really was lust. Life get rough, can't go hard. Pack a punch, leave you scarred. I might like a business stars are waiting for a paper car. Long nights like every night, I'm in the studio chilling. Hard fights don't end your life, that's not the proof you're living. Uh, the proof is in the pudding, get that money if you want it. Them pretty gates look oh so nice, but in my flesh I'm sinning. Look like long nights, like every night I'm in the studio chilling. Hard fights don't end your life, that's not the proof you're living. Uh, the proof is in the pudding, get that money if you want it. Them pretty gates look oh so nice, but in my flesh I'm sinning. Uh.